not going to be easy. And it may well depend, of course, on events that are not in our, under our control. But our job is to use our tools to try to achieve that outcome, and, and that's what we're going to do. He said there would be further rate rises of a similar size. You're listening to the news on RTHK. And good morning and welcome to Back Chat with James Ockenden and me, Jim Gould. And as we mentioned before nine o'clock on Back Chat today, uh, we're talking about the East Rail Cross Harbour extension, uh, which is due to open on May the 15th. Uh, the line will link the northeast uh, New Territories to Admiralty directly uh, via the current terminus at Hong Kong and through the tunnel and via a new exhibition centre station. Um, I have a few other emails on, on other matters, but uh, including swimming pools not opening, but uh, they can uh, remain until later in the programme because uh, I want to introduce uh, our two guests now. Uh, we have with us Michael Teen, a roundtable lawmaker and the former chairman of the old uh, Kowloon Canton Railway Corporation. And also with us is Dr Timothy Howe, Honorary Associate Professor at the Faculty of Business and Economics at the University of Hong Kong's Business School. Um, good morning to you both. Um, perhaps, uh, Michael Team. perhaps uh, if we could just come to you first. I mean, um, you've stressed uh, the importance of this new addition to, uh, to Hong Kong's rail network, uh, but you have your doubts about uh, uh, whether it's going to become a, a little bit uh, overcrowded before long. Yes, good morning. Mm. Thank you for inviting me. Mm. Well, it's been a uh, quarter of a century in the making. Uh, in fact, that was the root cause of the rail merger back in, uh, I forgot, it, about 2008 or something. That's the, sorry, that's, that's, that's time, the KC, uh, KCR and the MTR, yeah? Yeah, yes, the okay. KCR. <laughs> in those days, uh, for the audience uh, uh, right now, uh, there were two rail companies. And uh, KCR uh, won the uh, tender for the Shantin uh, Central Link. But uh, MTR, because it's a listed company, uh, it would lose patronage. Uh, so they uh, say they cannot connect with us at Queensway unless uh, there's some kind of uh, compensation. And we couldn't come to any kind of agreement. And government, uh, uh, it was a big headache for government. And at the end, they decided to merge. That is why we have such seamless uh, interchange uh, today. So today, it's a you know, a gift of a lifetime to uh, all rail passengers uh, or commuters uh, living along the East Rail Line, you know, all the way uh, from uh, Hong Kong to Sheng uh, Shuyan Lowu, because you can now get on a train directly in Lowu, which is actually, you know, uh, on the mainland without changing trains, uh, go all the way to the heart of Central in just 40 minutes at $21. And just think about that. And comparing that to someone who's living in Tung Wun now trying to get to the same Emirati station in Central mm. who has to pay $28 today and sit in the rail car for 50 minutes and then have to change uh, train at the uh, Tongchong uh, Namcheng for the Tongchong line, uh, 
and then have to walk five minutes. Faster, cheaper, and more convenient. So just yeah. think about the convenience. So it is uh, uh, money uh, value for money. It is fast and it is direct and comfortable. So it's actually, you know, a perfect gift. Just talking about that merger, then. So MTR still has to pay KCR, doesn't it, on an annual basis, based on the on the revenues uh, of that East Rail line. Is that correct? And, and does the extension yes, fall yes, under yes. that? The old yeah. KCR becomes a government holding company yeah. leasing this line to MTR uh, at an annual uh, rent, uh, and then they, you know, split the uh, the fare. Uh, on a percentage basis. Yeah. So does the does the revenue from the new part of the line go to KCR as well? Is is that included? There's in the a very small percentage. Oh, Mostly right. go to MPR. Right. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's go back to the overcrowding issue because these are you know now they're nine car trains. The government says they're. All right. So now let me yeah. give you some numbers. Yeah. Currently, there's about thirty to thirty-five thousand passengers during the daily morning peak, which is about from seven thirty to nine that would get off and home home and take city bus or uh, KMB uh, across to, you know, Wan Chai North and mm. Central Netmoti in that area. All these passengers will be lost because nobody is going to do that anymore. They're going to sit in a train and then in a few minutes they will arrive in the exhibition and then later at Netmoti. Mm. So it's a big loss for the two bus companies and a big gain for MPR, but that would not add on to the burden of the uh, train because these are passengers already on the train. It's just a matter of whether they would get off at home or not. Uh, but what about new, passengers from Kowloon Tong to, to Admiralty or to, or to you know, Hong Kong Island? Presumably, I mean, I will now be taking the Israel line for sure as long as it's not too crowded. Yes, yeah. yes. So the bottleneck is mm. actually now between Sha Tin and Tai Wai. Mm. Because at Taiwan, a lot of the southbound passengers will get off and change the two-mile line to go to Diamond Hill mm. and then to go to East Kowloon and uh, uh, Hong Kong Island East. So the bottleneck in the future will be uh, from uh, Sha Tin to Taiwan. Now, right before the fifth wave hit, uh, uh, COVID, I meant, back in uh, December last year, the morning peak, they were transporting about, they were carrying about 30,000 passengers. And they say it is half of the 2017 level. So presumably one day when we get out of COVID and go back to the 2017-18 level, that passenger count at uh, Taiwan to Sha uh, Tin would go up to 60,000. Now what does 60,000 passenger per hour mean? Right now, they're running nine car trains. The maximum, maximum they could do in one hour is 30 trains per hour. That's the maximum. Right now, they're doing about 25. Mm. So they ram it all up to the maximum. It's 30 uh, uh, trains per hour. Each train, MTR claim they can carry 2,800 passengers. That's a lot of, uh, that is actually a lot of baloney. That is the design loading maximum capacity. If you put more than that on the train, it's gonna, the, the structure is going to be damaged, all right? And then plus they're going to have one of the nine cars still that's uh, first class, right? first class yeah. all right? They're so, going to lose first class, do you think? Right. So the realistic limit is about 2,000 passengers per train. Yeah. 
you multiply that by 30 trains per hour, the maximum capacity in the future forever and ever, if they ever get up to 30 uh, trains per hour, it's 60,000 passengers mm. per hour. The 60,000 passengers per hour figure matches what I just mentioned if we go back to the 2017 level. You understand? So basically, if we ever get out of COVID, which I believe we will, we're already at maximum capacity. Yeah. However, the bus companies still have about 12,000 passengers daily that would take the long haul bus from various parts of the Israel line directly cross harbor to central. A lot of these will be lost to this train, and these are all additional passengers beyond the 100% capacity. So already you're feeling the strain. Not to mention that in five years' time, in 2027, the new station in Kutong will be completed and government will be moving another 114,000 people in there. So you could imagine in five years' time what's going to happen to this line. Okay, well, let's hope we do get out of COVID very soon. But uh, I would like to bring in uh, Dr. Timothy Howe now, uh, Honorary Associate Professor at uh, the Faculty of Business and Economics at Hong Kong U's Business School. Good morning to you. Morning. So how significant is the opening or will the opening of this extension be to the development of Hong Kong's overall public transport network? Oh, yeah, I mean... Um uh, it would relieve a lot of um, congestion, right, uh, from the north of the territory, okay? And it actually connects the West Rail with the former East Rail, okay? It's the last link, right, a part of the network, okay? Uh, the, the, the last part, uh, uh, Shantin Central Link. So, uh, and um, like um, Michael Teen said, right, um, uh, connection from Hongham to Exhibition Center to Admiralty, okay. Um, it, it sort of brings everything together. And, uh, and uh, it, so the north-south, east-west corridor, okay, all these are essentially connected, okay. Uh, and, um, and if we follow the, the assumptions that are made just then, okay, the loading capacity indeed, Actually, it was 60,000 per hour, and if you multiply it by 18 hours a day, is basically 1 million passengers. And that is the, the, the patronage that, um, that uh, uh, the, the company put up, okay, to justify the project, okay, of going, of going ahead with uh, Shantin Central Link, okay, was um, the Legislative Council brief in 2008 an estimate of, um, based on the time savings, uh, the high economic internal rate returned 10%. That was actually um, assuming this 1 million uh, railway passenger per day uh, generating the annual transport benefits, the time savings, okay? So we're right on the dot there, okay? And of course, that was actually lowered. The figure was lowered a little bit to 6%. Okay, uh, in another um, uh, brief. Okay, and that's uh, the the more recent one is 2012. Okay, and that has been adjusted down. The Shantin Central Link was adjusted down to six percent. 
economic internal rate return, okay? But the 60,000 so, per hour, though, that, yeah. that, that figure, that's a peak, but that's also the maximum peak. So I think that's what Michael Tim was saying, is that, you know, we exactly. can't have more than that. So yeah. that's really a bottleneck. And, and, yeah. Do we, so need, do we need, therefore, to get the rid of... transfer that uh, Mr. Tim just pointed out yeah. from the buses will basically overload the system. Yeah. Okay. And, and it would cause congestion, you know, if, if all these figures are, are, the assumptions are correct. And, and, and that makes sense. And we're already at the beginning. I mean, we're, you know, we're just starting. Okay. And so, so while it would, of course, bring relief to the northeast, northwest, uh, um, uh, passengers coming to, to the central part, Okay, the Kowloon and also uh, Hong Kong Island. Okay, um, the commuting. Okay, it would also uh, be a concern for the future. It seems also very unfair on the bus companies, and you know, not only are they going to lose passengers here, but they still have to share that uh, cross harbour infrastructure with the growing number of private cars, for example. So the buses are actually getting slower because more people are driving. It, what, what's going on with the buses, Michael Tin? Well, they're going to apply to government to significantly uh, cut their uh, uh, frequency, especially the Hong Kong to Central uh, uh, routes. And government have no choice but to uh, uh, <coughs> uh, grant them, the, uh, to give them the approval, but otherwise they'll be financially in trouble. To a bus company, you see, they run on a lot of variable cost. I mean, the bus don't, you know, cost a lot in terms of depreciation and all that. It's mostly labor and, you know, uh, <clears throat> energy and all that. Mm. So the worst nightmare for a uh, bus company is that they have to keep their original um, uh, schedule and then they're transporting air, mm. all right? So government would most likely let them uh, slash uh, and you really cut down uh, that that part whether it's to zero or not they would probably uh, uh, keep those uh, uh, train that run from Hong Kong to other parts of Hong Kong Island where it's not that easy to uh, uh, reach yeah. uh, by taking uh, the, the new rail uh, but I think the uh, the biggest hit for the bus company is the uh, as I mentioned the 12,000 uh, per day morning peak passengers directly from um, uh, uh, the northern part of uh, New Territories. Yeah. Uh, do you, did you, uh, okay, just a figure. If you go from Sheng Shui to uh, MLT today via a city bus or uh, a KMB, mm. the fare is twenty five sixty yeah. compared to $21 and it's slow. for a rail. Yeah. And the traveling time is actually from 65 minutes to 100 minutes. Yeah. All right. Whereas the uh, uh, the new rail is forty minutes. Mm. So just imagine, unless you live in an area there's a bus station right downstairs, and you're very far from the train station, mm. eventually you're gonna flip. Yeah, but twenty five minutes of that journey is probably stuck in the Cross Harbour Tunnel. I mean, is there? Do you think that we could actually improve the, the services for buses there? Oh well, well in the future, uh, when uh, government uh, take back the. Uh, well, Western Tunnel in 2023, mm. they're going to uh, adjust all the uh, cross harbor, uh, uh, the tunnel fit. Yeah. Uh, they're going to increase the Hong Kong Tunnel and decrease the Western Tunnel, and I think it will be uh, a big relief. Yeah.
Yeah. Okay, that's good. Can we just go back to first class for a minute? Because I don't understand why we have first class carriages on. You know, out of one out of nine carriages will be first class. Is there perhaps uh, Tim Howe, Doctor Doctor Howe, can answer that in terms of economics? Well, um, I I presume. I mean, in the past historically, it's it's just a way of price discrimination. If we might give a first class carriage, okay. Um, you know, as opposed to the, the rest of the eight. It's not eight, exactly first uh, class eight. in terms of space, right. though, is it? Because uh, you can rarely get a seat even in first class when it's busy. Yes, yes. So but I don't I, understand why know, people I'm, pay this, for that. This is, of course, a, a historical thing. Yeah. I, uh, I, I, of course, always find it surprising that, that there's that, especially when when the rest of it is so far packed, right? And, so, uh, but uh, perhaps Mr. Tin could explain, yeah. <laughs> given that he was head of the former, right, right. Yeah, uh, yeah, KCRC. Well, yeah, in the old days, the class? train only runs from Low Wu, so there's a lot of uh, cross-border passengers, and you know how much mm -hmm. they charge for cross-border, right? Mm. And also, there were 12 cars, so they need the first class, and uh, people were willing to pay, and then there's no standing passengers, all right? So you can get a seat. But nowadays, they're going to allow standing passengers in first class, uh, and then the train ride is only 40 minutes, so there's actually there's absolutely no need. But honestly, one out of nine cars, they're already allowing people to stand in the first class to get to my maximum capacity of 2,000 mm. per train, so it doesn't really make a lot of difference. Mm. Okay. Uh, they're never going to get to 2,800 passengers per train. Right. No way. There have been suggestions as well that the old uh, through train service, which uh, runs on the East Rail Line, um, may be discontinued in the near future. Do you have any thoughts about that? Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> right now, because of COVID, uh, MTR is using all that time slot for the local commuter. So on May, starting May 15, they'll be running a few hundred cars per day going from uh, Lot Ma Chow and uh, Lo Wu, uh, not Lo Wu, Lot Ma Chow and Chen Shui, okay? Uh, well, right now, Lot Ma Chow is closed, all right? So basically from Chen Shui all the way uh, to Amruti, uh, a few hundred trains a day, uh, 18 of those used to belong to the intercity train. So if we uh, uh, open the border eventually, all right, we stand to lose 18 trains per day out of the few hundred. I calculated it to be above 3%. We're going to lose that much back to the inner city. So uh, government didn't want that, neither do the mainland authorities. So uh, I think they would phase that out very quickly. Uh, they are now building a bus interchange along the uh, express rail line on the western side. Right now, the express rail only goes to Guangzhou South. Uh, which is a uh, huge interchange where nobody really uh, wants to go to unless you change the trains to uh, the middle part of uh, the mainland, China, mm. all right? Mm. Uh, in the future, uh, you can continue uh, on uh, Express Well past that Guangzhou South uh, to uh, a station near uh, Guangzhou, which is the east station, which is where the intercity train now um, um, terminates. Mm -hmm. uh, once that's done, they're going to run alternate trains to the south and to the east station of Guangzhou, pretty much like uh, 
uh, Lok Ma Chow and uh, Lo Wu uh, along the East Rail Line. <clears throat> so that should be done. Uh, they 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 publicized uh, on the mainland side that it will be finished in 2024. I believe it will be about a year earlier. Hmm. So by the probably next year, uh, that will be finished, and we have no, we don't have a need anymore for the intercity train. Okay. How about uh, uh, rail freight? Now that was something the government put in uh, for COVID to bring in supplies from the mainland, we, but we didn't really see it used very well. Do you think that could be something that could pick up again? Uh, rail freight. Uh, it's a very clean way to bring stuff in from the mainland, but it's not. It's not really been used much. The government did have that idea. Your reaction kind of answers the question, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's let's look at the uh, Hong Kong. Let's look at transport as a whole. We were just I was just discussing with Jim how we might use this new line um, because Jim goes to Discovery Bay and from Kowloon Tong that would be very easy to go to, for example, Exhibition Station, and then cycle along to the ferry piers. But there's no there's been no sort of bike parking put in at Exhibition Station um, or any of the new stations, despite NCR saying you know oh the problem with bike parking is the space. Do you think we we didn't really think uh, big enough when when designing these new stations and this new network because we didn't think much about the buses and we didn't think much about the bicycles and walking for example it's all just very siloed thinking about trains what do you think michael tin well i've been pushing for government to uh, use the land around these new stations to do the park and ride concept mm. uh, where people can drive to <clears throat> a multi-story car park and then switch to rail. In the old stations, there's no land, but in the new stations, there are. And government's thinking about that, but for some reason, they're not very, uh, <clears throat> uh, how should I say it, uh, very gung-ho about it. Uh, and that would take a lot of cars off the, uh, uh, you know, Toro Harbor Highway, Tumun Highway, uh, and mostly the cross-harbor tunnel congestion is from cars, not from buses. Yes, that's right, private cars. So they need to really step on the uh, <coughs> gas to uh, uh, and, uh, really carry out the uh, park-and-ride concept. Yeah, so which stations would you uh, be talking about for park-and-ride then? Like Sheng Shui up, or, you know, up in the north? No, Queen Shui, you cannot do that. Mm. No, park-and-ride is actually along the East Rail line mm. where people will reach the East Rail stations. Yeah. All right, but there are no new stations along the Israel line. Uh, that is the, uh, the current dilemma. But uh, they still have to really see whether they can squeeze some space out of it. I mean, uh, uh, that is something that, you know, if we had thought through uh, years ago and reserved land, then it would be really perfect. Mm. But now we are, you know, many years uh, behind, and all the land around the stations are premium. Uh, so, you know, it's, it, 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 you just cannot go back in time, mm. which is which is a pity. And bicycles yeah. is a no-no, then, is it for for exhibition station bicycle parking there? Uh, exhibition station, but I don't understand 
where you need the bicycle, you, you're talking about people riding bicycle from their home to the bus sta- uh, train station, right? No, from, to, to work from or to the ferry piers or whatever from, from oh, the train from station. To, to work. Yeah, just zip oh. into Wan Chai rather than, you know, trying to find a bus there or walking. Uh, you could actually, you know, very quickly get to Wan Chai Central, Causeway Bay. I don't know how big a market there is. Imagine people, the way they dressed up in the heat in Hong Kong, <clears throat> maybe a few months out of the year during the winter. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Okay. I, I always say cycling keeps you cool, but uh, <laughs> okay, you should try it. It keeps you very cool. Uh, yeah. T- uh, uh, Tim- Timothy, Timothy yes. how could we, could we have a better integrated uh, transport network you know in terms of uh, you know park and ride or for, for pedestrians or, mm. or cyclists as james mentioned well um i mean if 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 indeed um land is such a in such a premium then the park and ride concept while it 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 sounds good in principle it's that's that's really going to be taxing right and presumably uh, with with bicycle you can do a little bit better okay and uh, i agree that in fact for hong kongers okay uh, unlike others other places london and so on right um you know uh, uh by bicycling during the warm weather is 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 not such a good idea okay no it's, it's uh, actually but, very it's yeah. a very sorry, good thing can, to we do can, sorry okay can i say something on about that, a bicycle uh, topic. Yeah. yeah i think when people get to the uh, hong kong side uh, access to different offices is not that difficult, mm. uh, but actually the big problem is from their home to the bus, uh, the train station along mm. the Israel line. Yeah. I think they should have more bicycle uh, storage or parking facility along all the Israel stations. Right. That is, I think, uh, more crucial, and, mm. and they can do something along that line. Okay, okay, that's great. Well, thank you both uh, very much for joining us on the programme this morning. That's a very good uh, discussion. Michael Teen there, Roundtable Lawmaker and uh, the former Kowloon Canton Railway Corporation Chairman. And thanks very much to Dr Timothy Howe, Honorary Associate Professor at the Faculty of Business and Economics at uh, Hong Kong University's Business School. Um, uh, got a message on our Facebook page uh, related to that uh, topic we've just been discussing. So uh, Ruslan writes, um, what could be done more is a big underground bicycle parking station. So people who live at Hong, Kong, Hong Hom could cross the harbour with one MTR stop and get off at Exhibition Station and cycle along the promenade, promenade to uh, IFC, Shantak offices, or the other way towards uh, Victoria Park and Fortress Hill. Uh, which has lots of offices. Uh, that would be even more awesome. Hopefully one day the government will accept the cycling and electric-assisted scooters as another means of public transport. Um, emails. Uh, this one from uh, Philip, uh, talking about a topic from, uh, well, in the news. Uh, so swimming pools, mm. we, we reported that swimming pools would be opening from today. Then it turns out they won't be opening until next week um, because they're not ready, essentially. Philip says, uh, what a farce. So many people have been waiting for the swimming pools to be opened. And when they are, the LCSD are unprepared and have now announced that they are not ready to open government pools because they need to be cleaned. What a circus act. There are many disappointed people this morning. Uh, This is a government department uh, and has not laid off staff, so they have no excuse. They simply are uh, clearly poorly led 
and incompetent departments. Just when Carrie showed some understanding in opening pools, she's been let down by her staff. Let's hope John Lee will sort out the government's poor performance. Could be a lifeguard yeah. issue there. I know Kowloon Park swimming pool where we used to live was closed so often because they didn't have enough lifeguards mm. and then they would blame cleaning. Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that, that's right. There is a lifeguard shortage at the moment, isn't yeah, there? So, they're not paying them enough. Mm. Uh, TC... Uh, this is another message on our Facebook page uh, talking about